Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, this is going to be for Zechariah chapter 9. I'll read the heading. Zechariah speaks messianically. Messiah shall come, having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass. He shall free the prisoners from the pit. Judah and Ephraim are instruments of the Lord. Remember last uh, last time in Zechariah 8, we talked about Judah being the one that people would come to. They're going to come to both Judah and Ephraim, aren't they? Verse 1, The burden of the word of the Lord in the land of Hadrach and Damascus shall be the rest thereof, when the eyes of man and of all the tribes of Israel shall be toward the Lord. And Hamath also shall border thereby, Tyrus and Zidon, though it be very wise. And Tyrus did build herself a stronghold, and heaped up silver as the dust, and fine gold as the mire of the streets. Behold, the Lord will cast her out, and he will smite her power in the sea, and she shall be devoured with fire. Ashkelon shall see it in fear. Gaza also shall see it and be very sorrowful and Ekron for her expectation shall be ashamed and the king shall perish from Gaza and Ashkelon shall not be inhabited and a bastard shall dwell in Ashdod and I will cut off the pride of the Philistines and I will take away his blood out of his mouth and his abominations from between his teeth but he that remaineth even he shall be for our God and he shall be as a governor in Judah and Ekron as a Jebusite. And I will encamp about mine house because of the army, because of him that passeth by, and because of him that returneth, and no oppressor shall pass through them any more, for now have I seen them with mine eyes. Many Bible scholars interpreted these verses as having been fulfilled at the time of Alexander the Great. It is true that Alexander the Great in approximately 332 BC destroyed these cities with his army, but the meaning of these verses is broader than that. Of these, the prophet simply refers to Damascus and Hamath in general terms, and it is only in the case of the Phoenician and Philistinian cities that he proceeds to a special description of their fall from their lofty eminence, because they stood nearest to the kingdom of Israel, and represented the might of the kingdom of the world and its hostility to the kingdom of God, partly in the worldly development of their own might, and partly in their hostility to the covenant nation. The description is an individualizing one throughout and exemplifying general facts by particular cities. This is also evident from the announcement of salvation for Zion in verses 8 to 10, from which we may now see, or we may see that the overthrow of the nations hostile to Israel stands in intimate connection with the establishment of the Messianic kingdom, and it is also confirmed by the second half of our chapter, where the conquest of the imperial power by the people of God is set forth in the victories of Judah and Ephraim over the sons of Javan, that the several peoples and cities mentioned by name are simply introduced as representatives of the imperial power is evident from the distinction made in this verse between the rest of mankind and all the tribes of Israel. That was by Kiel and Delich. All right, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the fold of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim. So that's the that, that scripture that I just read, verse 9 here, was fulfilled when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on, uh, on the ass, on the donkey. Verse ten, and I will cut off the from the I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall speak peace unto the heathen and his dominion shall be from sea even to sea and from the river even to the ends of the earth. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Bruce R. McConkie explained it was 
Of these that Zechariah prophesied, when as part of a longer messianic utterance he spoke of prisoners of hope, it was of these that he gave assurance that the Lord their God shall save them. He gives the messianic message in these words, by the blood of the covenant, that is, because of of the gospel covenant, which is efficacious because of the shedding of the blood of Christ. I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Wherein is no water, how aptly and succinctly this crystallizes the thought that the saving water, which is baptism, is an earthly ordinance and cannot be performed formed by spirit beings while they dwell in the spirit world. Did not Paul say in this same connection, what shall they do which are baptized for the dead if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? Verse 12, turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I, I will render double unto thee, or restore in Hebrew. When I have bent Judah for me, filled the bow with Ephraim, and raised up my sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made thee as the sword of, of a mighty man, a mighty man. There will come a day when Judah and Ephraim will be one. All Israel will be united. The Lord will defend his people Israel against Greece, the world. In that day Israel will become as a crown of precious stones and an ensign to all people. Verse 14, And the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts shall defend them, and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones, and they shall drink and make a noise as though as through wine, and they shall be filled like bowls and as the corners of the altar. And the Lord their God shall save them, and that day is the flock of his people, for they shall be as the stones of a crown lifted up as an ensign upon, the, upon his land. For how great is his goodness, and how great is his beauty, corn shall make the young men cheerful, and new wine the maids. So you can see the hope here that uh, the Savior is going to save us and help us uh, as we get closer to the second coming. That's the end of the chapter. We'll see you next time. Bye.